I'm done for. Yeah. So, uh, how's life? So so. Yeah. I'll. We actually never hung out before, have we? No. Nah. No. We are. So yeah. But I, I'll scope it out by saying this: this is this is probably the best. Doing this puts me in a in a position where I can say I'm the best I've been in a while. Well, that's good. I'm yeah. glad I can help with that. Yeah. It it. Ah, uh, I don't know. It's like when I, like when I do music, I I, I always. For better or for worse, because I'll probably go into the details of it later. I, I always have have found myself doing it alone, not by choice, but of course by circumstance. Yeah. And it, it's one of those things where even though I say I do it alone, I don't know. I've got people, right? Like people backing me, supporting me. You could do it in my yeah, corner. Yeah, but it's not kind of like you know you're not actually having a team do it with you. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. That and it 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 is almost. I guess yeah, you're right. I think I think it, the best way to put it, it's like that team aspect or, yeah. or having that like uh, supporting staff backing you or something. And what what I found is that it's not, um, and this is something I've recently discovered as well and come to terms with, made uh-huh. peace with. And I, I guess I'm almost sort of like utilizing it now it, in the sense that um, for a while I actively was seeking out people to play with, write with, record with, just jam with, just try to vibe with, find the common ground, whatever. Um, it for circumstances differing from each one to another never worked out um, and ultimately just put me off from it and I think a lot of um, or in my mind I derived a lot of what I thought my success was from how much support I felt like I had and especially during the times where people were falling off or just flat out you know getting kicked out or whatever it was yeah I I guess, like I said, was measuring my success by that and was really finding myself just sort of dipping a little lower every time. And for like the longest time, it was never, um, what I was going to say, it never killed my creativity because I've always found a reason to sit down and play and write something yeah. and like just and like dump it out. But Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Like what kind of was the catalyst for you to get into actually just writing music and uh, playing and things like that? Oh, by the way, we've been, we've been uh, recording for the last like couple of minutes. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Welcome to a Protax but, podcast. I'm Marcus Price and I'm joined by Cody Emery. And uh, yeah, we're already getting into a talk about music wow. and philosophy yeah, that and creativity. Fast. Let's that go. That was really fast. Uh, <laughs> that shit was smooth, right? <laughs> I, I like the way you operate. But but what I was going to say um, is is uh, uh, the the thing about this, um, because there it's a whole slew as to, I think, I guess, like why I, why I play or, or, you know, anything regarding like the origins. Um, but I, I think the one thing that this has done for me that, um, you know, and not to, I guess, denounce, you know, maybe like where, um, immediate like friends and loved ones are in my life supporting, but right. it's one of those things where it's almost just kind of like, uh, uh, almost like a comet striking the earth in the sense that it's like so random that if you knew it was coming, like even at the last second, you're going to get your shit in gear. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's sort of the analogy I'll make it, it th- doing this sort of made me go, oh, okay, I have, like, I guess a reason to make it a publication instead of just a, a yeah. thing that I do on my own. See, the reason I decided to do this whole podcast is because in a lot of ways, I mean, I'm similar. I mean, I do the whole voice acting thing. I do audiobooks and things like that. Yeah. But, like, for the most part, it's a pretty solitary gig. So, unless you're, t- you know, blatantly talking about it on social media and things like that, people don't really know. Yeah. And I'm shitty at doing it. But So, I fig- figured this would be a lot easier. And I figured it's a more personal way to get to know people instead of just, you know, five-second, like, hashtags and things like that or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So, I think it's really cool and really um, interesting to see where people are coming from in their creative journeys because I feel like a lot of people 
you know, it's kind of lost to the uh, the mystery of the whole thing of how people kind of get started and where, yeah. like, where they're going and things like that. Yeah, I think I think um, I think that that's one thing that I I've almost like had to to like grapple like battle with um, is the idea of like how much should an audience or a prospective you know almost like customer base essentially because uh, you know in in the right respect I think starting a band's a lot like starting a business oh it definitely um, is and trying to almost you know step out like a a, a, a solo entrepreneur even <clears throat> I think the thing though um, that I like I said I sort of grappled with about that is like how much how much should they know should they know you know right off the bat like who I am what I do um, you know, type of person I am, my personality. Like, should they be that in the know about who's behind yeah. it? Or should it be, like, sort of this... I feel like um, it's kind of like any relationship between two parties. you got to kind of set your boundaries a little bit. So, yeah. I mean, it's like, you know... It's like, for example, like, you know, how you get, like, Hollywood superstars and shit like that. After a while, a couple of years, they're fucking crazy. Yeah. Because, you know, the... They can't go to Target for fuck's sake, you know. What yeah, I mean? They can't yeah. like you know. They can't walk down the street without being stopped. It's like how much of that are you willing to like invite into your life, you know? Yeah, I, I think it's kind it, of like a unspoken it, give or take kind of thing. It is. It were. It does. It, it part of it did stem from like how how much of my life only because I look at um like certain YouTubers, um you know some of them have like the ones I follow. Some of the some of them have like the highest you know subscriber counts. So it's definitely I know yeah. um there there has to be action on their part to to save the anonymity of them in the street. <clears throat> Uh, and part of my like worry with that did stem from you know if something blows up and I have no control over it and yeah. it's just viral now it's like a runaway train you can't do anything yeah about it. what am I gonna do if like my street address leaks out and yeah. somebody like hates the music so much that they <laughs> want to brick my bit. head yeah yeah but um I, I I think I sort of um like like I, I guess I do with a lot of things made peace with it in in a way that it's it's I try to cover all bases in that if, if something does happen that is out of my control um, in the way of something getting out that just isn't the music or what I want to be out, right. um, you know, I mean, it's been from things like my credit card information all the way down to like uh, maybe what I even sound like if I'm not singing or I'm not doing this, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's almost a thing where I do feel like a lot of artists in certain lights want their music to be a stand-in for them mm -hmm. and they don't want like Sia for example with her you know the the constant masking of her face yeah. out in public even on and off stage I think is really like a propice to her wanting her music to, to stand in for her on stage and on the radio and then in the street she just wants to be her gotcha. and um, I, I know a lot of I, YouTubers I was gonna say I know like for a lot of people like they see doing their art is kind of like a part of themselves they would like to just share with the world whereas the rest of them is kind of like a um they want to keep that part separated from the work so you people understand that there's uh an artist and a person behind right yeah whatever you're creating that's yeah. that's exactly it that like dichotomy is exactly what i grappled with in in trying to i guess create the identity of the band the project whatever it might be and i think what really came what it really came down to for me, it was sort of a thing where, uh, you know, like I said, if it's my credit card info, I, there's only so much I can do about that. But yeah. if it's if it is something, you know, where it's like, oh, well, I definitely wouldn't have put that voice, that face, or that personality to the guy that writes this yeah. or does that or does yeah. this, um, and, and that's sort of one of those things where I, I don't think uh, I'm somebody who has the prowess to be able to conceal my identity well enough, mm. um, and it's one of those things where. Be because I know I couldn't really do but so much on that part, I would rather, I, I suppose, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think I would rather just have it be as it is and let it ride and, 
you know, I think it'll just kind of work itself out. It's not, it's something I, I think I set it out. I set out to want to, you know, maybe conceal myself a little bit more than getting on a podcast. Like I think yeah. at, at one point or another, had you asked, would you do this? I, I might've said no, had it been during the stages of trying to figure that out. Gotcha. So I'm glad I caught you on the right time. Yeah. Um, just to keep the things rolling. Um, what would you say inspired you to get started though? Like what kind of yeah. was the catalyst for you? Cause like for me, I think about whenever I step behind a microphone, I think about like Batman animated series, for example, yeah. like, you know, guys like Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy just ripping at it. Oh, so that one, that yeah. animated series. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Or like watching something like Naruto or Bleach growing up, you know, thinking like, Oh man, I, that's really cool. You know? Cause uh, funnily enough, you know, I started off wanting to be an animator cause I'd like to, you know, the mm-hmm. idea of creating worlds is really interesting to me. Yeah. But, you know, going through art school, they really were quick to tell you, yeah, you ain't got a kid. <laughs> so I was like, ah, oh, shit. So I kind of found acting in a weird spot in my life, but it kind of like turned into something else. And it kind of became this thing that I saw that I could do what I always wanted to set out and do. And maybe not in the same role I expected, but, you know. Yeah, it still serves like really, the same. Really kind of fulfills me as a person. Yeah. So like, I always want to know, like, what kind of, what... What, what do you think about in your quiet moments that makes you go, man, maybe one more session. Man, maybe write more, one more line, you know? Yeah. Stuff like that. Like, That's so what kind of, what in kind the of quiet moments is a very, it's a very heavy way to phrase that question. It's the most honest moments, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I think, um, yeah, I definitely think that the time when you're alone is, is, is very, it's, I guess that's who you really are. Mm-hmm. I, I think for me, though, um, there is... I guess sort of that switch, I think, like, that maybe there is for a lot of people where you do sort of go into that honest mode where you almost start kind of acting on, like, impulse or whatever. Yeah. Um, or at least that is that is how it is for me when I get, you know, in, like, maybe into my studio or, um, I mean, whatever have you. I, there, there were times where I didn't have access to the luxury of an entire, you know, room yeah. <laughs> to write in. Um, for me, when I sit down in those moments... Um, I, I'm going to be honest, I think on, on, on the front of my mind and the actual conscious part of it, I think a lot of it is, um, worried about the technical stuff. Um, because I, 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 maybe I'm not the most, uh, proficient at mixing and mastering a song completely. Um, but at the very least, you know, I, I do even still enjoy, I guess the small stuff that goes into the mixing, the mastering, the production. Uh, I, I, I guess like, I, I like gear, you know, I like, uh, wiring diagrams, shit like that for uh, other people's rigs, their their amp setup, whatever mm. it may be. Um, so in that sense, on the forefront of my mind, I think a lot of it is is just trying to it's just it's just running a mile a minute trying to come up with or work through either a problem or work through technical limitations or trying to push them, whatever it may be. I think the more important part in the subconscious, I think what's going on is. Um, I, I would almost describe it like maybe I don't have actual like movie scene flashbacks in my head, but it it is sort of a thing where I I would Uh, say if I'm sitting here in the moment and you ask me like you just did, um, I would almost be recalling images. Like one thing that comes to mind um, when I was very young, because I started playing guitar at like six, maybe seven at the latest. I know I was not eight yet, and I know I wasn't as young as five, (laughs) because that's too crazy. I know I was at least six or seven, um, and, and my first guitar, I think my my father gave it to me, and it was just like a cheap little red acoustic. Um, if I remember correctly, even the strings sat too high uh. off of the neck, so it was just a lot harder. You had to pretty much send the string down further to fret each note, so I probably didn't, you know, could have learned a lot more 
with on a better guitar. Or yeah, something, so it's, know, it's like I don't know where I'd be today. But <laughs> man, my first microphone was the microphone on my laptop from a 2010 Toshiba. Ooh, yeah, Toshiba. I landed my first gig with that, and I was like, you know what? That kind of showed me, like, you know what? These are grassroots things. You know, yeah, kind of. You know, you're always working your way up from that. Now, you know. You know better. Well, and, and you know, the, that's it's it, on the topic of gear. Um, I, I, I want to save that actually because I do, uh, you know, like, so the guitar I write with wasn't my first guitar, it was my first electric, right? Okay. Um, the All first right. one was that red acoustic. Um, the first r- real guitar, uh, arguably, I, I guess if you get into the wrong group or the right group. On Facebook, some people would, would not say that this is a real guitar, but it's a Fender, uh-huh. um, which, you know, big brand name, um, but it's a Starcaster. I think it went out of production in, like, 2004. Um, it was a limited line. I think they even sold them at Walmart, um, okay. but it's pretty much just the guitar that uh, David Gilmore from Pink Floyd plays, nice, um, nice. but just with a different color neck and headstock, and this is what a lot of people would consider just a knockoff version of that. Um, wait, wait, wait. You don't have COVID, do you? No. Okay, good, good. Of course good. not. I only work with the general public every day. Yeah, no. And have no. ever since it started. I just had to know. Just so, it's no, so I know it's the general public, not the sick public, right? Yeah. Cool. All right, nice, nice, nice. Some of them are sick. I, I, won't, I won't go into that. <clears throat> there, are, there are some very sick folk that come into my place of business. Dude, man, my <laughs> a friend of mine, I'm going to have him on here eventually, but he was talking to me about uh, an issue. He works at the Michaels. He's a manager over there. And how this 400-pound man... Fell on him. Yeah. Fell on him. Yeah, and he four, 400 pounds, and he uh, didn't smell all that great. And I'm like... Come on, dude. Like, how how does this happen? But, you know, hey, man, nobody's shaming anybody's weight. That's just a funny-ass situation. <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I had to be sure, like, wait, 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 wait Marcus, stop, no. This is no, going no, no, on no, social media, no, stop you, it. You put, that, you put that out well, you put that well. Yeah. I'll, uh... I'll say this, there, uh... There, I don't think I've seen anybody that exhibits any symptoms, but I've seen some very... Very sick people there, nonetheless. Yeah. Um, but uh, when it when it all comes back to it, um, like I said, I, I I think to answer the question, like I said, I could only really best answer it with images, and I'm not going to you know sit here and paint a picture. Yeah. Um, I can't, even if I wanted to. But um, so like I said, you know, going back to like the days of of my first electric, like I I still play with that. You know, any any. Any song you hear coming out anytime soon is going to be that guitar, nice. um, that, that first, that Fender Starcaster. Um, uh, just making the best out of, because I have other guitars. <laughs> you know, I'm not that, uh, you know, unfortunate that I don't have other gear. It is just a thing of this guitar means so much to me because even if it were to break, I would still keep it, you know, do yeah. my best to repair it even <clears> if it wasn't playable, right? Like, it just means so much that I feel... Um, like I can emote a lot better out of that guitar. You feel more connected to that. Guitar. Of course, yeah, of course. I mean, I mean it makes sense, you know. It's like, like it's you know. never. I've never um, put it on the stand and had it sit for longer than maybe two days or so. And it's not one of those ones like like I have a BC Rich, you know. People yeah. and any anybody anybody in the world that uh, is is you know pretty much in with guitars, um, they're gonna hear that and go he. You know, he's going to play a Fender Starcaster and put the BC Rich on the shelf? Yes. Um, that, and I mean... Oh, they're going to be coming for you, right? They probably <laughs> will. I, I actually avoid um, commenting a lot in the guitar groups that I'm in because uh, I do do things like that. You so know, people are going to... You know, it's really funny because I'm in these voiceover groups on Facebook and stuff and like Reddit and whatever. And I'm like, I see them like making comments about types of microphones and things. And yeah. I'm like, 
I use a blue Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> See, even that, I'm in the know enough. And I'm like, I, look, like, I don't know gear at all. And I'm just like, you know, I'm just over here just doing my thing. And it's just working out somehow. Right. So, and that's the Starcaster. I, I'll take it. Yeah. That's the Starcaster. <laughs> I mean, and the, the mic, the, the, the condenser that I'm going to be using, like the, the, the track that I'm about to, to put out and everything right now just to sort of establish a one singular foundation and almost like a, you know, like it's it's the big bang essentially it's like one point from which all can stem from okay. um, and it's an instrumental track but it's like even when it comes down to doing vocals at home i'm just going to be using a 30 dollar amazon condenser that has a nice gold finish to it <laughs> the gold finish makes me feel better about how little i paid for it you know but i've plugged it in it sounds decent enough it'll get the job so it's gold man it's cool right <laughs> for, and for 30 bucks in gold i was no, like, all right no, i i, 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 I oh, the one we're using right now it was only like 120 or something like that it's beautiful microphone it, it it's all I needed for anyway, and it does its job perfectly. So, sorry. Well, and mine, mine came with an arm, so you know I was maybe willing to sacrifice in terms of the mic's quality to get the arm, the gear, the windscreen, uh, or just yeah, all the gear yeah. with it. And that way, later down the line, I've still got the arm. I could buy a four hundred dollar condenser mic when I've got that much money to wipe with, yeah. and you know I, I could just sit it into the arm I have that I paid thirty bucks for. But, um. So, I mean, you know, like I said, the, the, the imagery that comes to mind for me... Um, We're still I, on the first question. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the, the imagery that comes to mind for me, um, what, one of the earliest images that I ever saw, I guess, in the early days of the internet, um, this is maybe like 2003. Um, oh, or splash page land. All right. Yeah, yeah, I'm dating myself. Um, oh, dude, I was fine. still we're old by internet standards yeah, anyway, right? I was still able, probably at this time, to go to Funko Land and like try to pick out a game based on what the cartridge art looked like yeah. and hope it matched that in gameplay. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, you know, <laughs> looking at Diddy Kong Racing. Oh my God, I'm flying a plane. No kid. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not. Wait till he's combat. But I, uh, I, I th- there's an image of. Metallica playing in Moscow, Russia in 1991 with nice. Pantera, um, Anthrax, Sepultura. I don't remember who was on the bill. I only know Pantera and Metallica were there because those two are pretty much my stemming point. That's almost like where I come from. Um, it's Kinda like, like I was, your uh, prime inspiration then. Yeah, I, Metallica right. and Pantera are the primordial soup from which I crawl from as a musician. Um, <laughs> It, I like th- that. Thank you. <laughs> I, uh, I I have almost no memories of my childhood except, like, maybe... The ones that matter. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe like, biting the iron bar of the swing they used to sit me in, and then Metallica in, in Russia. Um, but, Metallica uh, and biting swings. Yeah, there's this image of them. Um, and it may even, it, it may actually even be Pantera on the stage. I don't know who's on the actual stage, but it's one of those two groups and it's at that show. Yeah. And there's, it's a shot from the stage out. And it's one of those like really raised stages where if you were actually there, you would probably have this deep pit in front of it, um, a bunch of gates and then some security guards. So you would be very far away from the band. But um, the shot that they got out from the stage is of the the crowd obviously, mm. um, and it it just extends into the back, and as far as you can see in this picture from the stage, and it's not you know it, it's probably taken at the front of it, but it either way, the sheer amount of people that you can see, it's like there's just heads, and then it just meets the horizon, and then there's just it's a black and white photo, and then so there's the sky right, yeah, and it's pretty much just like gray lumps 
all the way out. It, there is no horizon. It just ends with a row of people's heads all the way in the back, and then it's just the sky. And that, I think, struck so much of a chord with me. And I don't know if it was that image or if it was maybe a video I saw of them playing <laughs> there first. Yeah. Um, but I was at least curious enough at the age to go jump in, dive in, start digging, start typing, start clicking. And somehow got to that part of the internet and... Something about that image kind of just like struck something off in you is what you say. I, I think, you know I mean? honestly, I probably didn't take the guitar seriously as an instrument or even care about its validity as an object um, until that. And pretty much from that point forward, it, it, it snowballs into, you know, here I am. Now I'm like, hey, you know, that didn't sound good at all. Zoinks. I'll get to later. Okay. Do you have animals? No. That's concerning. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, uh, ghost? <laughs> uh, all right. But, um... I like, had just in here last week. <laughs> somebody so like, um... You walk up at any given time and be like, hey, you know, what are you doing? And it's like, it, it, it's from that point forward um, where it snowballs into like, hey, you know, what's this guy's wiring diagram look like, right? Yeah. Now, um, it's a thing where that... Like that particular image, for example, um, it essentially made me just want to see that for, with my own eyes and not in black and white. Um, right. You know, to where I, hopefully if I was standing there, it would look just the same, where I just can't see anything but the people Heads. in front of me. Yeah, yeah. just just for, for my, for That's all. pretty sick, though. You kind of like, you know, like, man, one of these days you kind of want to rip something, like you want to have a concert or something like that where you can like kind of see the same same image for yourself and see how it makes you feel, right? Yeah, I mean... You, got, I, you gotta imagine, those guys are like... I mean, by that time, they've probably done it a hundred times, and, you know, they, they, oh, yeah. they, they, the mystique of it all wears off, but that first time you're in front of a fucking audience of, like, let's say, like, 10,000 people or something yeah. like that, I gotta imagine, man, that would be fucking... Wow. Nerve-wracking yeah. if you want a lot of things. It'd I be, think exhilarating, though. Yeah, I'm you know sure. I, mean? I, I can't... I mean, I can't imagine it. it. It's one of those things where I've been in, a, in you know, in like an auditorium for a school play, and, yeah. and it's been enough to, yeah, both, you know, completely rack my nerves, and also, you know, just completely head to toe, just fill you up with adrenaline to the point where you could probably get shot while you're on stage acting yeah. Yeah. in front of your family and your staff and teachers, yeah. and you wouldn't notice until after the show. Yeah, no, I mean, I've, I've done stand up and things like that. And right. I used to do a little bit of theater, but then like, you know. So to take that kind of like, I guess, I don't know, there's an intimacy when you're working on like stand-up versus like doing a play. And I'd imagine mm -hmm. doing music would be even more different because I have no, no fucking recollection of that. Because yeah. you're kind of like giving people, you see, I, I, find it, I find an interesting analogy to that because I'm like, you know, I noticed like comedians, musicians, we really like hang out a lot well because we both have elastic minds. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we kind of see things in a way that you'd say the average person wouldn't look at it that way. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't know where that's going. I, I lost my train of thought. Hmm. But, you know... Um, I like the I like the elastic mind. Yeah, because it's, it's really like... Cause you, that's why you see, like, you know, people like Dave Chappelle or, like, you know, Chris Rock hanging out with rappers and, like, Wu-Tang Clan and things like that. Mm -hmm. It's because I feel like both mediums kind of give the artist the freedom to express themselves in a way that's not necessarily direct. Yeah. But subliminal yeah I think, I think subliminal messages they hit people a little bit harder than saying you know something a little more traditionally right guess, yeah, yeah yeah i think um i think it, it, it's almost a thing where thank you I, I think it's it's um the way i would put it is is i think it's it's a vicarious thing it's yeah. um it's that maybe 
I, when I go, you know, so I'm like, let's say for example, a 16 year old, you know, edgy teenager who has just gotten into a harder, heavier rock and, 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 you know, metal music and everything. And I go, okay, well, this is who I am now. And more times than not, you know, that's a life choice that you commit to. Once you find music that helps identify you, you usually commit to the lifestyle associated with it. Uh, Or most people do. So. I, yeah, I think I mean, it's a thing where when you go home, you know, the music helps you maybe express how angry you are at your ha- at having to come home to um, a drunk family member who may, you know, abuse this person in your family or you or, um, you know, having to deal with, say, a divorce or um, whatever it is, I think, that goes on in your life. Even if it's, you know, you're older, you go to work, you deal with uh, adult life. I yeah, think it's yeah. um, it's it's a vicarious thing being able to pretty much strap on headphones or go to the concert and see that guy live, see that band live and relate to in a way that's more visceral than like uh, how they could, how you could normally express it. Right. So like, and, but in, on the opposite end of that, I feel like comedians do the same thing when, you know, like I'm pretty sure you've heard a joke when you've heard a comedian say something on stage, like, and you just go, yeah, same. Yeah. Right. Or like, you just like laugh because he's like, Oh, it's funny because it's true. Yeah. Because more than one person thinks this way. No, but I, I agree with that. I do. I think 100%. It's it's a thing where you're, you know, you're going to see the, the world take the death of somebody like David Bowie yeah. um, a lot heavier than I think they would. Um, Hell, remember when Michael you know, Jackson died? Right, yeah. Like, for well, all the issues with him, dude, the world stopped for like three months. Right, and, and just, just, I swear, maybe two, three days ago, uh, we were sitting at home all playing PlayStation and we were talking about um, Chester Bennington at Lincoln Park. Yeah. And even somebody who... Or, I mean, even for for the majority of people, yeah, even I, I did too. I think for the majority of people, even if you didn't, mm-hmm. like you know, you're at least in the back of your mind aware that there's a group of people who, that's gonna like feel something really strongly. Yeah, about that you might. Passing. I mean, you might yeah. be uh, you might be under the impression that they listen to like "In the End" by Linkin Park every day of their lives, and maybe some people do. I'm but sure they do. I'm sure somebody <laughs> does. But I. I, I, I had a point in my life, man. I was 13 once, and AMVs were cool as shit. So. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the person that came to mind. Was younger me, and then me if I maybe never grew up from that point. Yeah, but yeah. I, uh, I think the 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 thing is, is like you, you're just at least subconsciously aware, and it brings a sort of reverence upon you that mm. you're sort of like it's like somebody somebody died that maybe you don't know, but you're not gonna. You're just gonna sort of retreat into the back. I feel like you feel slightly more connected to a musician because, like, like you said before, they communicate things in a way that somebody might be feeling but don't know how to articulate. Right. And they articulate it in a way that's so profoundly, um, what's impactful that you know people feel like a part of themselves might have like went into the grave a little bit. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I remember hearing things like that back when um, what's his name? Uh, I feel bad now. We were just talking about him. David Bowie. (laughs) No, not Bowie. Bowie too, probably, but like uh, yeah, Chester. Because, you know, I mean, I go back to Chester because like it's somebody from, I guess, my childhood, I would yeah. say. I mean, like, it w- would be my childhood. That was, you know, yeah, childhood. AMVs, yeah. when I when I yeah. categorize so, that know, memory, I, that's I, childhood. So, it's yeah, that counts. So, it's like, yeah, I know. So, I'm like, oh, man, you know, you might not have known them personally, but you can kind of miss what they brought to the world, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think... Um, I think I'm a little concerned because this thing did that. And I hope it's been recording for the last couple of minutes. Ooh, be yeah. interesting if it wasn't. We will tell in post. <laughs> yeah, I'll. Um, I mean, if nothing else, I I, I can you know. We could we could talk about this all I, again I, later. It's fine. Yeah, I was gonna I say I could always much. I could always just copy and paste what I said. Yeah, that'd be. 
it's all scripted. It's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah, no, thinking about stuff like that, though, it's like, you know, I find it cool. That's Here's the reason why I got into voiceover, just a little brief overview, is because I feel like when you're voicing a cartoon character or, like, you know, let's say, like, a uh, narrating a movie or something like that, mm-hmm. something about that voice sits in, in your mind longer than just watching the images on screen. Like, think about this for a second. You know your you know what your parents sound like, right? My parents? Yeah. Unless you're yeah. an orphan and we just made it off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you know what your parents sound like, right? If they were to say your name in an angry way, you would still get that shiver down your spine, right? It's kind of like, oh, fuck. You're yeah. a grown-ass man. But you're like, oh, fuck. Because you, you can yeah. kind of relate that back to a simpler time in your life. It's the same way with voice actors for, like, you know, animated properties and things like that. Because you sit in somebody's childhood subconscious, that kind of thing will carry with you way into adulthood. I mean, see how, like, I mean, nowadays it's more common you see adults that are interested in, like, you know, comics, anime, things like that. Whereas, used to not be such a big thing. I think it's kind of interesting. It is. I feel like I, music does the same thing. Yeah, I think, um, I think a lot of things have come into the, the mainstream that definitely were, uh, to, kind of to de- upon. Yeah, to to a degree or another, almost like taboo. You 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 got made fun of, and it was okay for them to make fun of you yeah. for liking that, for liking anime or card games or. And know. now the Marvel movies are some of the biggest grossing things on the yeah, planet. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very crazy, interesting. Right? I, I I back it though. I think. Um, oh yeah, know, no man. Other a world where you can express yourself freely is a good thing. Yeah, I think um, there there is uh, on some ends of of every spectrum. There's always going to be. Um, music, I think, is is especially guilty of this. Um, if there's any guilt to be placed, I think it's it's that there can be, and there even maybe is now an oversaturation yeah. um, of certain things. Uh, but at the same point in time, I think it's it it is still better that everybody be able to express themselves because I feel like at the end of the day, when you have such a large pool to pull from, and I mean whether. <laughs> You know, you're an upcoming comedian or an upcoming musician. You know, to be in that pool and get pulled out when there are so many other copies must must usually mean something. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are artists that suck that make it on in any industry, but I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, but you don't want to. But but, but, you know, yeah. As a generalization, there are uh, there are people in every industry of entertainment that objectively and technically and just flat out as a fact kind of suck but they still made it yeah um based off of something which which i think is 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 who am i to judge their journeys but i'd like to say is that's kind of where i'm trying to go i guess yeah. is is you know ultimately that like yeah you you still must have something that the guy next to you in the casting room didn't right yeah um it could be your face it could be anything but it i mean seriously you, it could be the way you hold a cup yeah, stuff like that. Seriously, I, that's what I'm saying. Down to the smallest, <laughs> you po- smallest possible thing. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's really cool to think how um, I think music and the way the, the internet's kind of given us this whole uh, ability to kind of really showcase our creativity as a population. Yeah, and like you said, you know, there's so much music out there now. You got to really weed through it to find the good stuff. Mm-hmm. And when you do, though. And that's all subjective, by the way. All that's very subjective. So whatever you find awesome, I could think is shitty. But like somebody out there in the world created something for you that you could enjoy. Mm. And that's a really interesting thing. That's really like kind of I don't know. It uh, makes the world seem not so, so lonely. I guess. Yeah, I'm like mundane. Mundane. Yeah, mundane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, I, the way I always think about it, um, and maybe this this. Is also sort of a smaller, uh, uh, a very small frame of view into into where you, 
where my subconscious would be at while I'm, I'm playing music uh, or writing, especially while I'm writing, I think. When I'm in those alone uh, hours or, you know, that time you spoke of. Yeah, in your quiet moments. Quiet moments, yeah. That, yeah. that, that honest time that you're spending with yourself um, is that, you know, essentially when I sit down, I'm, I'm blessed, I'm fortunate to, to be able to sit down and use it as erotic as this might sound all my appendages to the best of their ability um you know it to be able to but the way i honestly the way i honestly yeah. see it is you know we're able to essentially control and manipulate airwaves to please others of our species yeah and that's you know using your appendages to your best you know but they I, say in, in the arts is the only field you'll use everything you know yeah, I, I, I think, think that's it's really important. You know? it, it's 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 a thing where when you're using what you have to the best of its ability, um, you know it it does. I think then classify you to be in the pool that people pull from when they're trying to select the next artist or whatever have yeah. you. But, um, but I think it's it's you know it, it takes that other stuff you know that magic that soul the heart you know. To some degree, the technical knowledge and everything. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it is just the fact that there is, you know, a dot out there in the expanse of the cosmos where there are these little things running around with all these little, like, wiggly bits. And they take those wiggly bits and stick them onto these things that they make and they just control the air and make these massive soundscapes that they then take to little boxes that they build yeah. and connect it all together and bring other, you know, people in just so they can play those airwaves for them and please them. It's yeah. like, that's music. And what? That sounds like magic the way you said that. Yeah, right? exactly. It's crazy, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. exactly, you know, sort of why when I sit down and I do start out to write a song or, um, you know, I, I get one finished and I'm really proud of it. Um, you know, where I do feel like, uh, some magic has been worked or like yeah. I sat down, um, you know, and I mean, like I said, with such a description behind it, or at least that's, you know, like I said, that's kind of the way I see it when I'm, when I'm going about it. Um, and with, I mean, such a setup to not go as far as you can and not like be as awesome as possible. It's like, you know, when you sit here and, um, let's say for example, you're somebody that logs into a game every night that you run around and shoot people and you kill everybody. Yeah. And, um, at the very least, why in in such a free, uh, open playground where there are no consequences to any failures or successes, would you not go all out? You know, jump off the roof, spin around eight times, you yeah. know, like try to shoot without aiming at all. <coughs> you know, it's like, why wouldn't you go as extreme as possible? Uh, that's in, what I tell any, oh, sorry to cut you off. I was going to no. say, um, that's why I find it really interesting when I meet artists that have this, let's say, complex about how they're, like, they're restricted with the way the world treats their work. And uh-huh. I always go back to the the idea that nobody asked you to make your art a living, right? right? So it's like, you're not doing it for other people. You're doing it for yourself at the end mm-hmm. of the day. So as long as you're happy with what you're doing, like for me, you know, every time I step behind a microphone to record like an audiobook or something, I feel transported and it's fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I can slip away from our mundane world and, you know, just be whatever that's yeah. on the page right now. And I think that's more valuable to me than the opinions of others, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or, like, the idea of, like, not getting compensation for what's tucked deep within you anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's 
you hear it all the time. You hear people at the top of their games saying, yeah, I do it for free. I'm like, well, it's nice, motherfucker. You ain't got bills. Yeah. But, yeah, it's like, but still, it's like, you know, but it's kind of true, though. Like, and having done it for a little while, I'm pretty sure you know, like, it's something you'd be doing anyway. Yeah. So it's like, you know, yeah. it feels better to kind of capitalize on that than the idea of just um, worrying about what other people would consider to be a rational way of living. Yeah. You know, or a success or a failure. Or a success, yeah. yeah, success and failures, it's all relative, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I think that. At the end of the day, you know, I mean, like I said, pushing that envelope and, and, you know, sort of holding, holding at least myself to the standard of like, why wouldn't I do my best anyways? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it doesn't just come with the territory. I mean, there, there are certain aspects of my life when like, when it, when it comes to sitting down and, or I mean, not sitting down, but like when it comes to, to getting down and like doing things like cutting the grass, doing dishes, I mean, of course I don't want to fuck do that yeah. you know so no i don't do my best yeah you know but at the end of the day some things deserve autopilot <laughs> right right you know but at the end of the day when it comes down to something that is not only an ability that i you know i think a lot of people can play music that don't know that they can but when it comes down to being somebody with that ability that is also someone who's honed it yeah. you know that's where I, I am sort of humbled and that's where i do sort of uh, again hold myself to that standard of why wouldn't i do my best why wouldn't i sit down and if I'm feeling the idea and I feel like I'm down a good track, pour everything into it. When you, did you message me? I don't know how. Anyways, when I was aware at all of this podcast, the first thing I did was sit down and record a track with the urgency that it needed to be done for the podcast. So essentially it was 10 days. And that mindset is what makes people, I like to call it protag energy. You have, <laughs> I, I really do because like you have the innate drive to, chase something that's not necessarily within your grasp. Right. But you chase it anyway. And, and it's done. It. I literally at 6.30 yeah. this morning... A little bit of fire got you going, huh? Yeah, yeah. at 6.30 this morning, got done with the bass line, which, I, you know, I'm not a bassist, so when it comes down to that, it's always going to sound maybe half-assed to me. Um, but, You're your own worst uh, critic. Uh, well, of course, but yeah, uh, yeah. at least to me, like I said, it's gonna, it might sound half-assed, it could sound like whatever, but at the very least, it's not done till it's got all the trimmings. It's got a, you know, a guitar line, it's got all this stuff, but it's got to have bass too you gotta have yeah. that low end and uh you know so I, I struggled for a while of does it need bass and i was still writing it and then when it got <clears> done with everything but the bass i was like does it need bass and i said yeah you know what it, it, it needs bass and i was yeah. running out of time but at the end of the day I, I had to get it done so at 6 30 this morning i finally put the fucking bass back on the rack and was able to go to sleep you know and like as soon as this is probably up the song will be out yeah you know on Bandcamp. so well, you can play that later if you want to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, yeah. you know, it's just a thing of it is ready to go in the sense that it wasn't 10 days ago just la like just sands a little bit of knowledge about a podcast. Yeah. Um, and that is sort of what, <clears throat> I like, I guess when you ask me, like, what drives me or, like, what is going through my mind that's, like, you know, this essentially the envelope and that was, you know, just pushing it and seeing yeah. where it went. I honestly didn't think a song was going to come out of it at all. Um, you know, at first it was looking grim. I didn't really have uh, a lot of great ideas that were going down. So it was kind of looking like a flop. I was just going to take another song I had and sort of spruce it up. But, you know, it, it ultimately came down to why... Why not at least try? And I think right probably at the last minute was I when... Reload that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but right probably at the last minute was when the hook for the song came. 
Um, you know, I just written sort of a simple rhythm guitar track, and I really thought that was kind of going to be the death of the song. Mm. It ultimately um, ended up being the hook, and it took one simple play with an extra guitar track over that rhythm piece, and the whole thing came together. I mean, it just, minus a few, you know, chops and screws here in the mix and everything, um, all just fell into place. And that was, you know, I guess that magic yeah. that... Um, you know, it, it just, it, it happens because there's heart in it, at least, even if it's a flop completely. <clears throat> you know, I feel the same way whenever I'm uh, creating character voices, because I always like to, I fall into the trap sometimes of comparing myself to other actors, and these actors are usually people that, you know, they've made their stripes already, so mm. they've, they've earned, you know, who they are as a person. And so, you know, I feel that whole idea of, like, you know, re-recording, re-recording, re-recording. I might mm -hmm. do like a line like 17 times mm -hmm. for the sake of it sounding right to me. Right. And the whole time you give it to the client, they're like, holy shit, how the fuck? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. As yeah. is usually. But yeah, so, but, you know, I feel like having that necessary kind of, um, what's the word for it? Um, sense of quality control. Right, let's, yeah, yeah, Let's put it that yeah. way. I think it's important for people like to be, um, to hold yourself accountable and, uh, Kind of keep yourself in check, yeah. And having the the discipline, there you go, the discipline, discipline, the discipline to uh, make to hold yourself to a standard that others might not even consider you to be at, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Because you know, they say it was what's it, uh, raise your no, I can't. I'm, this is a hard one. Ah, fuck, I can't be profound right now. All right. Anyway, but the point is though, I'm glad that um, I'm glad you kind of have that same work ethic. That yeah, required I think, to I, I do think this. Yeah. when you said keep yourself in check, yeah. that was again maybe like two three days ago. Yeah, um, I, I was just kind of going through it. Um, yeah, touching up the end of the song was a little tough, and uh, so I was expressing uh, or emoting, and uh, <laughs> uh, it came down to you know, am I going to do a vocal track for it? I didn't. Yeah. It stands, I think, firmly enough as an instrumental, but uh, it, it was a thing of keeping myself in check to the sense that it had to be done. And that was, I guess, by extension of what I said a moment ago, um, you know, a standard I was going to hold myself to no matter what. So the fact that it had to be done, looking at a vocal track with maybe two and a half days uh, or three if I stayed up all night, um, you know, it was either a vocal track or not. And I decided not to. I wasn't going to rush it. It mm. was going to feel very disingenuous. Um, and I think that's probably the worst thing you can do when you're trying to present something as intimate, like you said, uh, as music or a routine or, um, anything, anything where you're engaging yeah. the audience directly. For I feel like God. you're cheating the audience and you're cheating yourself. Yeah. You don't give 110%. Yeah, you definitely. I mean? It feels, uh, disingenuous. Yeah. And I think that exact, cause I, and you'll always know because you'll listen to it again. You'll be like. That's not fucking Yeah, you'd be like, ah. Like, come on, guy. You even really? almost want to make a face. Sometimes you do, too. Yeah, you just like, oh. you get the stank face, mm, mm -hmm. you know. Internal stank face is the worst, because if you feel it inside. Oh, you'll go to sleep with that shit. Yeah, and you don't <laughs> and you don't react to it outside, that's bad. Yeah, yeah you know, you'll be in a slump for like a week. Yeah, yeah you've, hit, you've hit some, like, wrong resonation there. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, but, you know, it, it, I mean, like I said, it came down to not wanting to do it, because it, it did feel disingenuous the the extremely heavy negative connotation that that word in itself has uh, is enough i think to to you know askew me away from trying to trying to do something rushed 
or without uh, good cause, good reason, or without good feeling. Yeah. Um, so I didn't do it. And, and I mean, like I said, it, it came out to be, as I feel, a firmly um, testimonial instrumental and doesn't need vocals at all. You know, right, it, so it, 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 it stands gets the, alone pretty strong in itself. Exactly. It gets the message. Right. And, and the main thing, too, is is um, I think there are many better instrumentals out there. I'll say uh, Animals as Leaders is a band uh, that just, I mean, their instruments, I don't know how they don't break on them just playing. They're, they just, ugh. Just ripping the bitch in half. Yeah, just... <laughs> th- those guys are crazy. But um, I love that shit, though. I love watching people just fucking go, like, hammer away I mean, like a saxophone shit, dude. or something. I mean, complete, like, those guys are A drum just, solo gets you gets me every time like, they, they're all like in different timings and everything too it's just this it, an absolute cacophony of just like you know true musicianship like virtuosic playing or whatever the word is you know where they're just they're, <laughs> ab- they're all very good yeah uh, so you know it, that's to say and they're an all instrumental band for, for to my knowledge so with, you know that's to say there are much better instrumentals out there I think um, technically speaking uh, in terms of playing but um, I mean, like I said, the, the most important thing was not that it stood um, strongly enough as an instrumental, maybe, uh, comparatively. And of course, who's comparing? But um, if you do, it's like this one's probably going to fall low in the ranks. It more so, to me, felt like I was getting my message across yeah. without saying a word. And that uh, that right there, to me, was a lot more of a fulfilling feeling, at least to write. I don't know if it is as fulfilling to listen to as somebody who hasn't heard it a million times <laughs> like right. I have trying to record it. But, um, you know, if, if it does for anybody, what it did for me to write that and, and have sort of my message convey just through this, this instrument without having to open my mouth, say a word, um, that right there, I feel like is, is like I said, where it, it's, it's almost testimonially um, mm. strong in its foundation in the sense that um, it, my music does need to, I feel at least represent me when I'm gone, much like, um, you know, I, I always use David Bowie as any kind of reference for anything. Um, I love him, but um, also because I feel like he leaves behind a legacy that not a lot of other musicians have. Maybe with the exception of a few, like maybe Sinatra or or Elvis, you yeah. know. Um, but David Bowie, I feel like <clears throat> was that artist for me. Um, you know, and yeah, I was just watching that movie uh, Rocket Man the other day about Elton John. Yeah, I was like, you know, I, I can see why people like him so much. I this might sound crazy to people, but like I had actually never heard any of Elton John's mm-hmm. music before, and um, somebody told me to check it out, check out the movie, and I watched mm-hmm. it. And I was like, "Holy shit!" And I was like, "Wow, this guy's life's interesting." And I'm like, "You know, oh, I yeah. can see why so many people were like, you know, like, holy fucking shit, it's Rocket Man." Yeah. And I'm like, it leads me to my next question. It's like, what's what's your end game like? What do you, what's what, my end game? Yeah, like, what is the um, what are you setting out to do? Uh, that what, what do you want your music to accomplish, or if anything? If anything. No, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely a good question. I, 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 I think I was almost hoping you'd ask that question, and I hadn't even really um, thought about how it would how it would come up, or that you would even ask me at all. I think it, I think like subconsciously, I wanted you to ask that. Um, yeah. Because I think earlier you you said something that maybe triggered that in the back of my head, and, 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 to the effect of I planted seeds. Uh, yeah, apparently. <laughs> um, watching you. Ah, but it, you, uh, we'll, we'll be able to see it once we go back and post, but, um, it's something about creating worlds, maybe. Yeah. I don't know what you, um, oh, you're yeah, talking but, about like getting into, into the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole idea of creating worlds and like, you know, expanding yes. things like that. That you know? idea, or at least to whatever effect you said it, that idea right there, um, creating worlds or, or however you might put it is 
uh, I think essentially my endgame. Not in, in the sense um, that... Not literally. Well, <laughs> obviously not literally. And I don't even know really how I mean it the at all. The property taxes on a planet might be expensive as shit. I don't even think we're in like that age. And once we are, we're probably going to find that there's like a Frieza race oh, yeah. out there that's already got it like Dude, cornered. man. <laughs> this fucking space Hitler is a fucking real estate agent. <laughs> yeah, they're just... I mean... I, I don't know. At the at, at the yeah. end of the day, at the end of the day, however far out our race reaches, uh, you know, and because I mean, I mean, I know we we shoot music out into space all the time, right? Like David Bowie went flying out on that Tesla car, oh, you yeah. know. So it's like however far out it reaches. If mine were to make it onto a Tesla car flying out into space one day, um, I would want it to, and maybe not depict our world, but. Um, at least depict a world that would even seem mystical to another alien race, maybe completely dissimilar to ours, dissimilar in every way possible. But if they were able to at least uh, listen to it or hear it or be shown it or whatever, um, to, to them, I would want it to sound just as mystical or maybe just as uh, important. You know, I feel like I, I, music at the very most piqued their interest, right? Yeah, I, I, at really, the very that's least, really dope, though, and at the yeah. most, uh, like I was gonna say, I feel like music is one of our greatest accomplishments as a species. Yeah. Um. I mean, you know, I guess in the metaphysical sense, uh, you know. Okay. No, I was just saying the battery's getting on the laptop. That's yeah. All. Yeah. Uh, but, in, you know, in the physical sense, we have, like, phenomenal architectural ruins that we can study, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. But in the metaphysical sense, the music, the stuff you can't touch, um, I feel like the, the music is, is one of our, our greatest accomplishments. And I, I feel like, I feel like you music, know... like music's a very personal invention. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I was an alien, I listened to some tracks, and I could... I feel like any sophisticated, you know, space-trotting, you know, species mm -hmm. would be able to kind of pick up on the vibe... Of yeah. whatever the, whatever that whatever that creature was trying to put down. Yeah, whether it was like a like yeah, sad song, a happy song, angry song. Yeah, yeah, I think I think definitely at the very least they'll they, if they heard maybe you know like two different songs of those natures. I, I feel like it, it it would at least stand uh, testimony to to what we did as a species. You know that we felt. And I feel I feel the complexity of like the just the amount of music that's out there too. Mm -hmm. I feel like the complexity of all of that would kind of like make them stop and go, huh. That's pretty interesting. Like they were, like they were onto something. Yeah. Like, how did they do that? What is that? Yeah. You know, uh, and that that is the end game for me um, is to essentially just leave behind an intricate, um, interesting legacy. You know, of of soundscapes, of sound works. Um, you know, the first song coming out is two guitars, a bass, and some drums. Um, at the end of the day, it might come down to I have a song that's all bongos with one bass line and some Fucking vocals. Bongos, <laughs> hey, okay. You know, but it 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 the instrument doesn't matter. Um, and bongos, thus, are cool as shit, though. bongos are really cool. I actually have a little bongo, but it's like just one bongo. It's not bongos; it's a bongo. So it's it's the bogo. Uh, it's <laughs> it, it's like the size of a Dixie cup, and nice. it makes a really cool sound. But it's like it is small enough that you might actually miss it when trying to strike. <laughs> Uh, so I, I would also imagine miking it would probably be a, a nightmare. Yeah, probably a pain in the ass. But, um, you know, it, it would come down to, you know, the instruments don't matter as long as, uh, and I'm going to keep using the word, as long as I can emote through it properly. Yeah. Um, the guitar happens to be my, my main mode of emotional transportation. But, um, at you know, like I said, at the end of it all, leaving behind um, just 
something for me to escape into to write it and then listen to it back and go, oh, okay, cool, the finished product. <clears throat> and then somebody else to listen to it and go, oh, okay, cool, a world to throw myself into, you know? That's yeah, really um, cool, though. I like the idea of concept albums. I like the idea of, um, you know, themes, um, things like duality, uh, you know, things that maybe you think about or experience every day, but don't really think about it or experience it every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Things that may just sort of take uh, a very far backseat hold on your life or on, you know, our lives um, or on the world. Um, you know, like I said, things like duality, good, bad, dark, light, whatever it takes. I think it's really cool how music can transport you in that way. I mean, everybody's heard a song that makes you like think of your ex or like, you know, think of a place you've been or yeah. stuff like that. I think that's a really unique thing to music and I think it's really cool. I think it's really cool how you have this kind of like idea of like wanting to touch even fucking extraterrestrials and shit. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really fucking dope. Well, like, I mean, like, uh, that that's only to say that if I guess I hit you know, maybe David Bowie level status to where it's, it's good enough to... Aliens, I mean, will, they, ha- aliens will have uh, SoundCloud. They'll be you, fine. Uh, <laughs> they might actually already be on SoundCloud. Whole time. There are so many dupe accounts, you would never know. Yeah, You never not, know. Yeah. They, either way, if they... Whole time lizard man be spitting. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, you know, so if I were uh, to, say for example, reach at least um, a stature enough um, to where they would send it out into space. Um, you you th- know. You think of like Hootie and the Blowfish levels or like uh, s- somewhere around uh, it, it, John Gaffigan? <laughs> it, it, it sort of is going to clock in. Um, I think for, for most people, for most people, it, it, it's going to come across as um, heavier music, right? Right. Um, but it is only that in the sense that, well, this, I guess maybe the first song would be, but it, it's only heavy in the sense that that's, it's a heavy emotional feeling, right? Like, yeah. I have to do that because I have to, because it's how I feel, right? Um, and I feel like passionate songs like that really, like, resonate with people in a different kind of way, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's, that's sort of what, um, Excuse me. you know what I mean? Yeah. I guess, again, is, is what I want the legacy to be, where emotions can be felt and messages, um, or maybe relatable experiences or whatever have you from song to song, um, can be conveyed, you know, while also still taking you to um, maybe another world, another place. I mean, like I said, a co- uh, concept albums are some of my favorite um, snippets of musical history. And, um, you know, mo- I mean, probably more more of the not of my CD collection on my shelf is all concept albums. You know, just because I like where you take these themes and you explore them and... You try to touch on a tangible, or maybe not, but you know, a, a more tangible idea than a song um, with the song itself. Yeah. Like, so you're trying to touch on the theme of love, but it's a concept album, you know. So it's got to tie back into this other theme. So it's it's usually just so much woven into it that by the time it gets recorded, the ideas are already intricate enough. The music coming out of it is intricate enough that the finished product usually. I think towers over, say, for example, writing a single to say, hey, we've got a single out. Check it out. You yeah. know, it's like, I feel like, you know, so for example, like this song, it's going to eventually tie back into the other tracks that are going to come out later that are all in tandem where, you know, for now, cool track, cool song, cool song, dude. But at the end of the day, nice song, man. Yeah. Yes. Cool song, dude. But <laughs> have an old guy's like, that's a goddamn good song right there. You know what? You just might have it. 
Like, you just might have it right there. You got the sauce, young man. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> but you know, it it's that you'll be able to see overarching themes. Um, you know, this song will have a theme. Maybe it'll be a, a very certain small two second passage of a guitar riff that you might hear elsewhere, and it's at least just distinct enough to go, well, hey, that doesn't belong in this song. That's from somewhere else, you yeah. know? And it's the little intricacies to go, well, hey, it was expressed uh, in a happy sense here, but this next song that that piece is in is a lot darker of an overall song, so when that same bit is transposed, it comes across exactly the same, but it's going to sound a lot different, yeah. you know? And that the transposition of emotions from scenario to scenario is what interests me in music. It's not the idea of just going, well, hey, this is an angry, sad song, whatever, um, I feel like those are simple enough and they get the job done, but for me, it needs to have, like I said, I, and I guess I'll, I'll coin the phrase here, interwoven intricacies. Um, Very nice. Y- thank you. Nicely um, said. Thank yes, you. Yes. <laughs> um, but, you know, just in the sense that each song has something to do with the one before it. Each song has something to do with the one after it. And even the first song on the on the album itself and yeah, the I'll, last I'll, one. Hold on. I'm going to pause this real quick. And we're back. Sorry, I had to get a uh, had to get the charge for the laptop, and Cody here had to smoke. So, yeah. doing good. What are we talking about? Doing good. Yeah. But um, you know, uh, the 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 point being, you know, through and through with an album, um, you know, I mean, like I said, you can have one song. It's like cool song, dude. But um, is is ultimately to to come up with an album, you know. And I know a lot of, um, I guess the, di- the the you know the digital effect on music, you know, albums are. I won't say dead, but they're they're a little outdated in the way you can convey your music and sell it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's a hard it's a hard sell nowadays, especially because physical media is just dying in general. Right? Hell, yeah, fucking, like, like physical currency is dying. Right. right now, you know that, I mean? so, yeah. But yeah. Um, at the very least, while it still does breathe at all, um, you know, things like holding a CD in your hand, looking at the booklet inside of it, you know, having pictures related to the music, and then having concepts in the music carried across from one song to another out to the pictures in the book i remember when you'd get those records my like my grandmother had these records and they yeah. had like art books in them and stuff and yeah, like, yeah like you know like just photographs of the band and stuff like that or like if you get like a let's say like metallica or like a um dragon force or something like that they'd actually have like artwork in the fucking like albums and shit yeah. and i'm like that's fucking cool like it can like drags you in a little bit more. Yeah, and that's... It kind of, like, helps paint the image... It helps your brain paint the image that the artist is trying to convey, exactly. And that's, you know... And, I mean, that's the thing with, you know, sitting down and coming up with this. You know, I mean, like like I said, kind of... You know, in the beginning, I do a lot of it alone. uh, All of it alone at the moment. Um, Haven't always, but uh, this iteration of the project is entirely me, and thus the art is as well. But um, the cool thing about the art for at least any successive future albums anything i'm doing for it um until i have the money to i would like to commission an artist get something specific something i can name and then have them run with it but um artists rightfully charge you know usually at least a couple hundred dollars per commission if it's good yeah. uh and that's that's fair i don't have a couple hundred dollars though at the moment and like i'm an artist too guys yeah <laughs> you know, yeah we're, we're all, all broke this, yeah we're all fucking broke and yeah. Um, so I, I guess, had to get creative or something, I don't know, um, and found out about this this AI program that they have online where you can go on and pretty much just have it deep dream some fucking art for you. And, um, you know, that's the cool thing about it is that it is all your art, technically, mm. because it could 
can't really be replicated unless somebody comes in and they go to your profile and they go, hey, cool picture, and then they replicate it you know, and breed it with theirs. I've always been weird about like, the software stuff, though. Like, I was, um, somebody sent me a message the other day about this software they have where, like, they're hiring voice actors to come in and record these lines for this, like, AI software. Mm-hmm. So basically, then clients and companies could just go to, like, you know, download this software and, like, you know, basically go through, like, a roster of voices and then just plug it in and just plug in a script and then that person will read it. Yeah. It never sounds right and it lacks soul, like, 100%. But it's, like, stuff like that's always set weird with me. Yeah. You know? It definitely looks um, obscure. Yeah. But I think the way it comes like, across... How are you going to automate art, man? <laughs> Uh, you know what I, mean? I think I found the way. Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't, you know, obviously. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. But it, it is a thing where um, it, 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 I remember when this website started. I remember went, finding out about it before it was called what it's called now. It even went by a different name at the time and uh, produced really small, really grainy, uh, just weird little pictures that were cool. It was like, you know, indicative of what the program could do, but it was very lackluster in actual mm-hmm. results. Now um, it's evolved to the point where they have different categories. You can... Uh, there's a category where it now makes pictures of people that pretty much don't exist. Yeah. Um, or it can draw anime characters that haven't been thought of yet. Or it can, um, you know, again, it does album art. So I can take ideas. Can I do my and, taxes? No. Damn it. No, All there's right. another site for that. But I Credit Karma, I think. No. N- you know, I think they... You know, I, I wasn't going to name drop them because I didn't know if you like could or should do that. Do you think you could do that? Are you I to do mean, that? I think they'll be fine. Huh. What are they going to do? The, the, Cease and desist! Like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that's ah. what I'm saying. Well, you never know. Yeah, I mean, fuck it. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> Either way, I, I hate. I, I do hate the idea of automating something like art, but this... I feel like if you're using it for a tool versus just supplementing the entire thing, I think it's different. I, and I mean, What like I was I talking said, about is kind of like, companies are like, man, fuck these guys, we could just... just do this here. Yeah, and and the it. bad thing too yeah. is that not only is the art AI generated, but I also, of course, don't have an electric drum kit. And actually, really, if I even had an electric drum kit, I can't really coordinate my feet with my hands. Mm. I play a mean snare drum all day, but that's not all it takes to yeah. fill a band. And uh, basically, working at like seventy percent at that point. Nah, really, more like 42 percent yeah. tops. Good um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I can play a mean snare, but my feet and getting the bass drum in time. Um, so. I program the drums to make sure that they're they're airtight, they do uh, flow well, um, and that I am at least in control as well of how it goes as opposed to having to write it all still. Yeah. Um, so the drums are programmed, but I do, of course, do my best to mix them so that it sounds like somebody sat down to play them. Yeah. Um, you know, because I, mean, I, I, I think I, I can speak for a lot of people. Simulated drums, when they sound simulated, are the worst thing ever if that's not what you're here for. That's a, uh, that sounds like you need to be drunk at a club kind of music half the time. Yeah, when yeah. you're not going for that sound, you know? Yeah. I mean, because I actually, I, and I'm not kidding here, I was going to do um, a, a bit in a song as an intro or something where you were outside a club um, and then you walked in and the music got louder. Nice. Um, and then it turned into the song, but it didn't work well. It didn't come out well. And the drums were synthesized, completely synthesized. Um, to simulate that inside-outside effect, and it failed completely. The mix was horrible. It was muddy. Um, it was a really, really bad idea. But at the end of the day, um, it was partially because the drums just didn't sound genuine. Yeah. Um, and I, I hate to, you know, have those those stand-ins. But I mean, like I said, for the art, for the drums, for things like that, I think it's. Um, it's really only done out of necessity. Just like I think somebody wouldn't go and take an online course for this thing unless they had to, right? Yeah. And my thing is, I mean, you're doing what you feel like you have to. And you just to 
get your point across and get right. your work out there. And hey, that's fine, man. Do you think? I'm just saying, like, I I feel like what you're doing though is a lot different than what I was talking about earlier. Like, basically, corporations kind of like trying to just outsource the creativity. Yeah, and I think that's just soulless, you know. Definitely, definitely. But like, you're just using it as a tool. It's necessarily hell. I mean, I can't play a fucking thing. So like, if the fact you can play anything. And then you, then you say you need help. I'm like, yeah, dude, I would need help with all this shit. <laughs> I'm like, uh, hey, band, here's money. I don't... <laughs> yeah, and, and that's and that's the thing, too, is that, you know, I've tried to kind of keep it, like, homebrew. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, and like I said... Yeah, the IPA of music, I guess. Yeah, yeah, the IPA <laughs> of rock and roll. There you go. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's, a, uh, it's definitely a thing where, like I said, it's only to get those conveyances across so that I... You know, like I said, front to back and make sure that album is as emotive as I want it to be. Or that that song, even if it stands by itself like it does now. um, You know, to the the point where, you know, like how you want to get into character. And you want, um, whether you're voicing the character, I think, or you're narrating them. um, Either way, you still... And and I feel like it would especially be harder narrating because you're... You're supposed to be speaking as like this outside voice, which is already technically breaking the fourth wall. I always think of it as like the voice of, <coughs> voice excuse me, like voice of God kind of thing. Like, yeah, you know, and who knows you better, right? Right. Yeah, I, I've always kind of taken it like that. Yeah. Um, like, but you know, narration's usually taken as like I think generally like a like almost like the butt of a joke or like a cheesy corny it's, effect. It's weird because like narration's everywhere. You hear it all the time, but like people, it's kind of like a backseat mm-hmm. version of entertainment because people don't think like. Oh man, I'm gonna go see Star Wars. I wonder what the guy's gonna say when he's introducing the movie. Nobody cares. It's, yeah. it's fine. But like, it's so integral in the small parts about building a story, especially for things like audiobooks and things like that, because narration is just the bulk of the work. Yeah. I'd say you're actually doing character lines about 20% of the book. Yeah. Most of it's narration. So right. if you can like grip people with that, and like, there's ways for storytelling and uh, uh, how to enunciate and pronounce words mm-hmm. and how to like kind of hang on I'm going into a whole rant about how to like tell a story properly right. and meanwhile I've been fucking rambling through this entire thing you're like actually but you're telling a story about telling a story yeah. about how to tell a story I was like take that Inception yeah <laughs> I keep just dropping names like I'm gonna get a whole letter in the mail why? yeah yeah like, I don't know who the fuck you, you are <laughs> yeah, I don't it's like I don't know if you have to watch that or not I don't think you do uh, I don't think I do but I mean, I mean yeah that, that, I'm not slandering anybody right yeah. But I, I, you know, it's it's that you, same. Jeff Bezos. Well, nah, fuck with you, man. I, that's what I was. That was <laughs> I was trying to drop earlier. Where it's like, oh, you know, David Bowie versus somebody like Jeff Bezos died. Yeah. I was like, you know, the world would take that a lot harder. But I couldn't think of his name. You know, people don't care when CEOs die, though. That, they, yeah, I was trying to name drop a CEO specifically, yeah. and no it was him to you, too. No offense to you, billionaires that are definitely going to listen to this. No offense right, to you yeah, guys. Definitely. No offense to you guys. But like, you know, I feel like. The arts, no matter what medium it is, it hits people. It hits people different. Yeah. So, when somebody loses an artist that they care about, they feel like they lose somebody they actually know a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I genuinely think I cried for about two days straight when David Bowie passed. Yeah. You know, it was. It was I, I was the same way with Robin Williams, and yeah, I've you know he's he was a genie to me. You know, to me he's a genie. He's yeah. a funny guy. I mean, yeah. guy from Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. that guy to me. He, he's your, your little drunk Irish dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, man, it's, I think that's really cool though. I, I mean, I was, you know, it, it's a thing, too, of, you know, like I said, at, at the end of the day, um, getting the point across. Huh. Yeah. That? Yeah, while we had a while we had a break there, yeah. Yeah, I was going to heat up my coffee, too. I definitely, yeah, I definitely fucked up, but. Yeah, it's um, all good. Yeah, it, uh. I was going to order food after this, you want Uh, I don't know. I don't know how hungry I am. How much coffee do I have left? No, I don't think I'm hungry. No? No, I don't think so. You're fine? All right, cool. I cool. think so. But, uh. Good, good. But it's just say, I mean, 
<laughs> I think it's a thing of, um, you know, it's like coming up with everything and needing a little bit of help. Maybe not that bad. Um, like I said, I've reached out for help even, you know, had a few people audition. I've auditioned four people. Um, so it's definitely been like this back and forth with the music world um, as to maybe which way it seemed like the wind was trying to blow me. You know, do I work with people? Do I not work with people? Yeah. Um, so again, coming back to it, doing it all myself, doing all the art, doing everything. Um, I, like I said, it definitely makes it feel a lot more connected as opposed to feeling like a much bigger, overwhelming project mm. um, when there are those connected themes. And, and like I said, you know, um, as far as narration goes, I know it's hard. I mean, I know it's hard to voice a character and, and narrate and be these different people. Getting into a character, I feel like, isn't as hard as being a, a solid, consistent narrator. And that is both roles that I guess I'm trying to play with instruments on this, and that is in itself sort of where the difficulty is. I feel lies. like what you're doing right now is you're playing the role of, like, let's say, actor and director at the same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, I find, I, I found my, like, time with, like, dealing with other actors and stuff like that. And you, but then you meet people on the more technical side of things, like directors, producers, mm -hmm. things like that. And they're both very creative people, but their mindsets are very different. Like, and you kind of need to adopt both when you're making music on your own, or like, mm -hmm. let's say, narrating a book or whatever it might be. And I think that duality is kind of what kind of like ties in. That duality is birthed from your passion, I believe. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because without that, without having the the wherewithal to kind of go like, all right, I need to figure this out. I don't care how I got to do it. Yeah. And the fact that you do it anyways, I think the core shit that gets people yeah. going. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it keeps it from, from seeming monotone or like yeah. you are just reading from a script or you're reading the sheet music. Or, or the yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and you're just like, you know, like, and then they walked in the woods. You know what I mean? It's, I, yeah. I, I think, I think like, like I was going to say, I think getting into character may not be um, quite as hard, but the narrating part um is I guess my, my fixation in, in comparison really because, you know It's really just a matter of keeping people interested. It's yeah, and it's yeah. and it's and it's that's the thing is is I'm almost trying to you know, like I said, with um with everything that I do at least for, for this album, you know, um do all the art, do everything myself to the point where it again doesn't feel like a big overwhelming project so that I'm not completely pulling my hair out. Um, you know, because again, doing it by yourself, not the easiest thing, but at the end of the day, it's got to get done. Like you said, so you trudge on, but, yeah. um, I think, you know, it's a thing of doing maybe a propus in my world to what you do in yours. Um, that is essentially, I think what keeps me grounded personally and what I feel like on maybe a concept album or something that is supposed to be of a bigger scale, um, but still connected is what keeps that held together is being both narrator and character and being in both roles and being able to switch between that duality and being able to be both uh, essentially like you put it and I like the way you put it the voice of God um, because who knows you better uh, and the voice of the <laughs> character who also knows them you know essentially knows themselves best as well and and thus speaks from their heart with the most conviction and it's believable yeah um, and that's the thing is I you know it's like I said there may be much better instrumentals out there in the world than what I've written or there may be better you know singers in the world than, than myself or better guitar players but it's still the idea that you know creating this 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 world right like creating a believable soundscape to the point where you feel like you are 
somewhere else. You are either in character or you are firmly planted as the observer or mm. you're this person or you're whoever you want to be even in some instances. Like a choose your own adventure book. Alright, I got a question for you. Uh-huh. Do you feel like you're in, do you feel like you're more so in competition with others or with yourself? Because I find that, I mean, I gave up on giving a care about what other people are doing, so I always feel like I'm kind of challenging myself to be better. Do you feel like in, when you're making your music that you're kind of like trying to like dig deeper from the last time or like trying to like I don't know kind of conceptualize the ideal you're seeking for yourself yeah you know what I mean um yeah I, I mean like which one would you say which one would you say you're doing more more of I, I would know? say from the way you just phrased it the, the latter of the two um it it for me is very much I, I follow um again I, I look at other people's wiring diagrams yeah um <clears throat> Devin Townsend I, if we're not if we're dropping names favorite artist of mine Devin Townsend is phenomenal he's a genius but um like his his diagrams for example things like that I do hold myself in competition in the sense that I want to achieve a certain level to where they might have as much of a care gotcha. um because I feel like they I say they maybe I'm only referring to him I don't know but I say they as a general you know general term but they yeah. as the music industry maybe anybody in similar genres at least that would be my immediate competition um, I mean, there is going to be that element, so I can't deny yeah. it. I I do have to embrace it, and I think my way of doing that is um, I definitely don't make it a focus. Yeah. Um, it, it, I, it is something I almost cope with rather than I deal with. It's like you know, uh, or, it's, it's like you know, it's there, but it's like not. It's not at the forefront of your mind at all times. Yeah. Well, it's it's more so something that it, it, instead of acting upon the competition and like sort of doing it competitively, co the competition is almost more something like I cope with. Yeah. You know, because a lot of times I do. Um, I think like a lot of people beat myself up, feel inferior, do whatever. Um, and at the end of the day, you feel a lot worse for it, even though you know it's either A, not true, or B, not helpful or conducive to getting yeah. your shit done. Um, Something that was humbling for me in the beginning was when I um, I did my first Amazon thing, my first Audible project. And you log onto the site to like you know upload your auditions and things like that. And you see they, they have these two numbers, right? Mm -hmm. It's like... The number of auditions submitted oh, versus the number of projects available, and the number of auditions is always somewhere in the like the tens of thousands and things like that. And the number of auditions is at most probably like the number of available projects. I mean, is usually probably at most like two thousand, three thousand, something like Jeez. that. So you know what your odds yeah, are. Yeah, that so sucks. I've always found it crazy to think that. I mean, I'm always thankful that I get work. I get work often. That's the that's what I think's really yeah. cool. But I think it's like, if that's just audiobooks, the music industry is fucking insane. It, because I, you think about that for a second. I know because like we were talking about earlier how like there's so many ways to like post music now, like, like you know SoundCloud, yeah, yeah. Or, like you know, YouTube or whatever. And it's like, what makes you feel like that's what you want? You know. I, I, let me let me let, like, me, let what, me ask let me ask you a what, question. What brings you to the boss fight? Is what I'm asking. Right. I, let me ask you a question really quick and Go ahead. to see if you want to ask me another. I feel like what you're really trying to ask maybe is what what makes me feel like I'm good enough in a sense. If we want to take it there, sure. Yeah. 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 I I I I think I was hoping you would ask that too. But more so, just because I don't, I don't think I'm good enough. Uh, it, it, it's more I think of, you're doing fine, man. I, I, I think I am too. Um, yeah. It's, it's a thing of, um, I'm always gonna feel like I'm not doing good enough, right? I think that's the human condition almost. I was gonna say, you know what, man? 
like we talked earlier, is like you know you're your own worst critic, and I feel like even guys like Michael Jordan, you know, you, you hear these stories about Michael Jordan, he would like get up at like three o'clock in the morning and start shooting, you know, that's like that kind of like thought of like knowing that you're not the best, I think, is important for making people into the best. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, because at least were, being able to land among that realm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where you always feel like there's room to be better. I think yeah, that's really important. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, yeah. you know, like I said, I, I definitely don't take it. Um, Didn't want to call you out like that. That's no, a- but yeah, yeah, you have to. You absolutely have to. I mean, you know, just as humbling as... this fucking thing, like, this nigga be laughing? Like, <laughs> I know. Like, hey, man. But, yeah, I mean, it, you have to ask those things of people, especially when they're trying to scoot into a position where it's almost like, let me tell you what I, what I know like it's like you know like right. I know something right like, yeah, like who, who why, the fuck are you right right yeah, exactly yeah. who the fuck are you to tell me but uh, it's a thing of that's almost essentially too where where it I guess comes in for me where you know okay maybe I I always hold myself to a standard I'm not good enough so I'll always push I'll always you know and that's all well and good but it's almost a thing where it's like my my message essentially as a as if almost to you know maybe even touch back to what we were talking about earlier. Um, the message itself, I feel like, is is not one where I am somebody to tell you like I know better because I know yeah. a lot of people do want to get on the mic or they want to get in the studio and they want to knowledge drop their yeah. fans. They and want to I, say something. They, they, like, they feel like they have a, a message to the world that needs to be said. Yeah, I feel and, that's kind of ham fisted. You know, I let, yes, let the, I'd yeah. say let the art speak for itself. You know? Right, and that's that's my thing. Is is again coming back to maybe the the idea the the other coined phrase of creating a world in a, you know in that sense. Um, is essentially to go, oh, okay, well, maybe in this world, you know, we're going to be in a jungle setting. So there's going to be lots yeah. of freaking bongos, you know. Bongos. Freaking bongos. And, and chanting and things like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. shit like that. And it's it's a thing of, like, that's, you know, that's the message, right? Is It's just to, you know, create a far and away and out there ass concept, cram it all together into a 6, 7, 10, 11, 12 track album or something, jumble it all up with some nice production and some names and slap some labels and UPC codes on it, ship it out, let everyone listen to it. And take them on a fucking journey. Exactly. Yeah, and just nice. go somewhere. And that's the message. It's not that, uh, you know, I'm trying to get into the studio and I'm trying to knowledge drop you. Half the time, when I'm writing music, I'm making shit up from thin air. I have no idea you know what? what I'm talking about. And you, that's, know? you know, when you're firing from the hip, that first reaction is usually the best one. Yeah. When I mean, it comes I, to art. When it comes to art. It, I, most shit, maybe you need to think about it. I, yeah, there's, <laughs> you know there's I mean? a lot. I think there's a lot to be said. That, that to, gut feeling's nice, though. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said for just diving in, um, mm. not knowing how deep it is, but just knowing at least I can swim. Yeah. You know, um, and I think that's that's sort of, again, where it comes from. You know, it's a thing of, I do, um, I almost listen to maybe even some of my favorite artists from back in the day now with the stuff they're putting out. And I go, uh, I, I do find myself asking that question, who the fuck are you to, to tell me this? Like, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. It's you like, know? I, do I really need you to tell me how, like, to live my life properly? Right, or to now. tell me, like, uh, what I should think, or, you know, to tell me that, like, this is how other people are. Like, I, you know, I can go out and I can find it out for myself. I really just wanted to get away from everything for a minute. It's almost like going on vacation with, like, a really, uh, like, you know, your family, everybody you love, all your close loved ones, but you got the one person in that group that's really, really fucking, like, pessimistic and annoying. Yeah. And it's like, we're all gonna have a good time anyways, but you're just dragging us down. Like, why why are you doing this? Well, like, yeah. Yeah, no, like, and it's like, um, I was telling you earlier, I mean, I, I was thinking as soon as I was telling you, this would be really good for the podcast, but, um, I met, uh, Greg Sipes, the voice actor for Beast Boy from the original yeah. Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go, 
and you know among other things dude's awesome but um i was meeting him and i asked him a question i said what advice would you give a voice actor getting Mm. into the business and he said something i would think really relates to musicians just as much as it would an actor Mm. and it's that don't be afraid to feel and always be true to yourself among atop anything else and i was like wow that's Simple advice, but it's really valid. Yeah. You know, don't be afraid to feel, because, you know, at least I don't know how it is for music. I'd imagine it's just as nerve-wracking, but, like, when you're just getting started in acting in any kind, you kind of have this armor up about you, about not wanting the world to see you. Yeah. And you're like, okay, breaking that wall down, though, is when you start getting to the good shit. Yeah. You know? I I think... um, What do you think about that? It it is completely... in this sense, I think uh, um, it, it again something I, I, I've battled with maybe here trying to create a musical identity, um, and it, it is idea. creating mm, an identity. That's yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, in the beginning, I, I, I know I said something about you know like worried about uh, what people knew about me going into it before they maybe yeah. had heard the music or something. <laughs> um, and this, I think, almost kind of sounds like the same question, but to me, it does. It hits in a different way. Um, to me. That's kind of a thing where it's like uh, creating this this identity and everything is essentially was essentially my way of 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 winning that battle that you know like I said I I do sort of did sort of battle with things uh, trying to make it happen and my way of sort of winning that battle was um, to allow the feeling to come through I spent uh, before I had my studio my actual studio the room the dedicated room. I have like thank God you know um, before there was all that um, before there was a room yeah before there was uh, this wonderful space that I have now to create in um, I was at my dining room table with my Mac on it so mm. we could could not eat meals there um, dude and, I was doing shit in the closet yeah I know jackets you know? and shit like that <coughs> side to side yeah in my room yeah it's like Crazy, it's really it? it looking back it it humbles you it's to the point surreal, of like right? getting chilled yeah um, like, oh, man. and it it yeah. it, it it really brings me to even why I continue to do it through the times I have where, you know, and maybe just a couple days ago where I'm just like super down about it, you know? Yeah. Um, and even though I'm still like playing or maybe I'm just practicing, I'm not really writing, I'm just super down. Um, but it, 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 allowing myself to feel, I think was something that took one of the law, other than coming up with a, a fucking, a name or, you know, something to represent it. I mean, the, almost the easy stuff. Yeah. Um, in hindsight, uh, you know, the hardest thing was to allow myself to be myself in the music. Um, I, a lot of times I found myself switching between what I was listening to at that time. It would be, some of it would be very heavy, extreme, you know, like wall to wall, like blowing everything down metal. And then other stuff would be like, oh, it's like Sia and it's like a sad song or it could be, Oh my gosh! It would be like the soundtrack to uh, Persona Three or something, you know. Where it's that's real... a sick ass track. I know, though, but dude, it's like, like super funky, and that's like a whole like, third that's thing. A, it's a vibe, actually. I know. Yeah, and having yeah. it, being Talk able to put, later, yeah. being able to put that in the car and ride around to it is a whole other vibe. Because I feel dude. heavy protagonist energy in listening to I, that. That protag energy be real for some of <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. But uh, you know, put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. Well, I actually already have a Persona Three t-shirt. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I got this separate from the soundtrack. But I, I got that at a stupid convention. Actually, go. a really, just really stupid convention with a lot of. St- 
stinky people, and the one good thing that came out of that was that Persona show. A lot of conventions have stinky people. People have learned that. Well, I've only been to two, and the only only one of them was stinky. But they're bound to have the stinks, though. Let me tell you. I've From what a, I hear, I've but... been to a couple of them, man. Let me tell you. Uh, yeah. I've only had the one experience. I'm hoping I ain't it stays. judging, but did, but deodorant's cheap, guys. I, I yeah, Just I'm saying. hoping it stays for me at least a singular experience. But um, yeah, no, cons are fun though. But but. Anyway. To go, yeah. To go back, uh, I, I was gonna say, you know, the 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 toughest thing was sitting at that dining room table. You know, um, I, I was definitely feeling a lot of things at that time. You know, even even maybe in the you know after I like got done f- actually feeling sad about it. You know, even in the subconscious, still grappling with the idea of like I'm freaking making my music at the dining room table. You know, yeah. Um, but. But it, recording it's, lines in a fucking closet with a God, fucking yeah, with a jacket dude, next to it, my head. Like, yeah, you're like, I'll, I'm gonna get it done, but I'm gonna feel like shit about it. Yeah, you know? like, like oh, this is not cool. Don't is, tell uh, anybody. Yet. Yeah, you're kind of like, uh, why? Like, why me? Like, it's not cool like, yet. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, but, like, it's like, oh man, this is like the like less, this uh, is the least sexiest version of what I'm doing right yeah. now. <laughs> nice, just. Just yeah. talking about fucking like yeah, and the fish went in the fucking jerseys. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, yeah, it, yeah. it it was a thing of I wanted so badly because again, I'm sitting here and I'm like walking up to the setup to sit down and get started. And I'm like, God, the dining room table. Yeah. And I'm just I'm wanting so badly to be to not, maybe not to be anybody else, but to be in anybody else's uh, position, or maybe even to be as privileged as other people. Yeah. To where I can go, oh, I have a studio to record in, or I have you know people backing me or whatever. I wanted things I didn't have. Um, because I thought it would make me feel better. You know, I find that people that have less are hungrier than those that ha- are that are hungrier than those that have. It's it's and, yes, and I feel like the quality that that's produced from that is typically better. Right, I think that's very true. I think it's just a, a lesson that people. I, I think especially when you have um, such simple problems as like what music should I record? Yeah. Um, I think it it, it, it it's an, a lesson easily forgotten sometimes, even yeah. though you may have it ingrained to a degree. Um, but you know, so. Me wanting to essentially transform my setup and maybe, you know, feel like if I was in a different place. Uh, or, or I'll say the way I coped or swaged the feeling of, you know, a woe is me and I could be so much better if I had more, had more people or had a better space to record in. Um, at first, my initial knee-jerk reaction was to uh, emulate, I guess, the people that maybe mm. I thought I should be more like to get out of this spot. Um you know, maybe an artist like Devin Townsend way back in the day, um, or even here recently, I went on a very odd stint for like maybe a two-day, three-day period where I really wanted to record a Brian May-style Queen track, nice. um, which, right. you know, cool endeavor. Maybe I'll set out to do one in the future, but to do nice it for homage the... homage thing, yeah. Yeah, but to do it for the reason of wanting to be as successful as Queen is maybe not the best premise to start out under. So, yeah. you know, that's sort of where, and even coming back to what we said earlier again, to, to check myself, you know, I made sure I just did my best at the time. Um, at, at the time, I ended up recording recording like a whole album's worth of material and just really not even doing anything with it. I was just yeah. like, cool, this is a, a pool of great stuff to pull from when I'm ready to do something serious and genuine yeah. from the heart, from a good place. And, I mean, again, it, it maybe isn't entirely a purpose to the space I have, but, um, you know, the, the studio that I record in now um, produces a lot better material because I was... You know, I, I think still trying my best at my lowest point. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, a lot of it was checking myself, making sure that I wasn't acting on stupid or impulsive emotions. Yeah. Um, so that I was making sure my heart, you know, was, was in the work. A, I think it's important to check yourself while you challenge yourself, you know? Yeah. So it's like if you're always shooting for something else, just keep in mind, you, you're basically keeping in mind your path 
while at the same time just shooting for the next level anyway. Yeah. And I think if you're doing that, it's a pretty healthy way to go about it. Yeah. Because, you know, it's, it's, regardless of how I make it sound, it's a crazy idea to try to get into art in, in general. So if somebody tries to tackle it in the best way they can, I think it's really important for people to know that, hey, man, you know, everybody's got their hurdles. Everybody's got their uh, little their little quirks and things they got to work through. But, you know, if you're willing to put in the work and put in the time, you know, you'll You'll, you'll, get, you'll get where you want to go. Yeah, yeah. I believe that. Yeah, I, I do too, genuinely. I, I think, um, you know, it, it, it's even more humbling. You know, you look at something like that, and, you know, there was a point where, uh, you know, I, I was sleeping on a friend's couch, and all I had was my PlayStation, the TV. He provided me to play that on, um, and my guitar. I didn't even get to take my amp with me, uh, of course, due to the circumstances which put me on his couch. Uh, but you know, I, I still was was trying to play. You never um, lost that dream. Well, I never yeah. lost. Well, this is this is a time in my life actually where I, I had the guitar with me, and again, didn't have my amp. Still, maybe picked it up, but um, I was uh, at that time trying to divide myself between whether I wanted to kind of continue pursuing music as I had done for so many years, uh, or if I should just go ahead and cut my losses as I was feeling at the time and yeah. go be a YouTuber. Um, and I'm really glad I didn't, but I genuinely at that moment felt so, I guess, low, lost, and uh, uh, and the dream so unobtainable that I almost gave it all up, you know? I think everybody's had that rock bottom moment when you're starting to do something that's fucking crazy. Yeah. And you start going, like, man, what am I doing? I've been, yeah. been recording for like six months, and... I can barely pay my bills and yeah, just like you have nothing, or, and you're just like, like, why the fuck should I keep going? Like, funny thing, how you, how I don't know your situation. They ended, they landed you on your friend's couch, but like, it's kind of the situation that landed me like living with my brother for that time period. And, you know, just the home life wasn't working out, and you know, said fuck it, just had to move on and do my own thing. And I was recording in a space that wasn't ideal. I mean, it was better than a closet with two jackets next to your head, but yeah. like, you know. Still, it wasn't ideal, but, you know, you make things work, and you kind of pull through it, and you kind of, in some ways, maybe that dream is what keeps you going. Yeah. You know what I mean? It kind yeah. of keeps you, like, knowing that your life is working, your, your life is building up to something. Yeah. You don't know what that thing is yet, but it's something, and I think that's important, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, because that's the thing, I, I think, even in that moment, it was it was a thing of, I wasn't going to let myself fail entirely. Yeah. Um, you know, it was the a strongest dream. strongest armor is forged through adversity, right? Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, it was still a dream either way. I either wanted to go, you know, to try to go all the way to the top of the game in, in music, or I was going to, and I'm glad I didn't, but yeah. I was going to switch gears and try to climb to the top of the, of the YouTube game. Yeah. You know, and I mean, uh, you know, maybe to some that sounds like a hilarious dream um, to have you know, I, I guess mean, it's, either it's more plausible nowadays than it used to be. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, you know, if, yeah. you know, if if you're somebody maybe who knows me, you know, okay, music really is is what I do. Yeah. Um, so that sounds hilarious in that aspect. But I think to some people, you know, YouTube um, is is either a cop out. It's not a real job. It's whatever. Um, I I I genuinely believe in the people that make a living on it, and I was going to set out to pretty much just become one of them. And you know, that's fine. I know a guy. He um. <clears throat> He makes YouTube videos. He makes a nice living doing it. He's you know happy about it and everything. And I feel like you know any space that can reward you for your creativity is not a bad thing. So I mean I feel like the whole landscape of work is changing anyway. I mean I was having when I hit, hit my rock bottom, I was thinking about going into like like you know fuck it, I'll be an engineer or some shit. I'm like mm. yeah, deep down you know you just won't be happy with that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was like you know fuck it, you only live once, just tough it out. 
you've seen this movie before. There'll be a happy ending. Yeah, right. Right? Right. Right? We all hope. But, um, uh, you know, I, I feel like... Damn, I don't know. what I had another question sitting here, but I just lost it. Um... You got anything right now you'd like to plug? Like anything you'd like to to plug? Yeah, yeah. Man. Um, like you got a website or like? Yes. A, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I actually, you know, I've never through the years been able to gauge how popular the site actually is. Uh, for me, it's where I discover like all my new music. Mm. Um, and I don't even know how viable it is for that. I just know that every time I click a link for a band that I'm interested in, and they're not completely like you know covered in dust, and they're not old as shit, uh, I find them on Bandcamp. Okay. Um, you know, SoundCloud, I think I might venture out into. Um, I'm not really sure, but Bandcamp is where I end up, so that's where I guess I'd like people to end up trying to find me. Um, it's just you know, B-A-N-D-C-A-M-P, Bandcamp. Um, I mean, but, but you know, there's I mean, there's tons of different sites. It's all They're all going to link back to each other. You know, yeah. I'm going to have a Facebook, um, which I do. Um, you know, I've got a Facebook and Instagram and everything. So it's like, you know, you can, you can jump on multiple fronts. Um, I mean, I'm probably going to end up posting a lot of the same content across m- most of those platforms. Yeah. Um, a lot of it is probably going to end up either being art, um, which is something I, you know, I know a lot of bands really just keep it down to announcements. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I'm not a band, I'm a person, but, uh, you know, One man band. yeah, I mean, but, uh, it's a, it's a thing of, I, I feel like there's not enough music, um, that you can put out in, a, in an amount of time that'll come out genuine. Yeah. Um, I think you need, I think music takes time. It does. Uh, so different amounts of time for some people I know artists that can shit out 28 tracks and it all sounds flawless I'm not that guy but um, we all wish we had whatever crack you're on yeah (laughs) seriously seriously I mean Jesus Christ I know guys I know guys that fucking like put out two audiobooks a month I'm like I'm barely squeezing out one how the fuck are you doing yeah two? guys do like double albums and shit yeah, it does like, it does Jesus absolutely Christ, like what is your life like yeah <laughs> seriously it, i do and that's the main thing that comes like, how to do you mind have too. friends yeah <laughs> you know what i mean i barely can keep hold of mine yeah but um oh so yeah no yeah names or whatever yeah i was gonna say yeah. i mean uh that, that was actually before you even said that that was the next thing that came to mind um yeah i mean the project you know i mean like i said i haven't always been alone um so there were so many iterations that took so many names the final name um, like, I, you know, as I said in the beginning, I battled with, am I going to do this thing alone? Um, pretty much tried to fight, you know, tooth and nail to make it not happen that way. I tried to, you know, I went every avenue trying to recruit people. And it seemed like for every avenue I traveled, for every new person I recruited, there was a new name for the band. Yeah. Um, finally, finally, after, I guess, making peace with the fact that everyone sucks minus maybe us here in this room and a few others... Uh, <laughs> you know, most, most people Christ I found, quality. yeah, most people I found, um, you know, they did turn out to be competent in some regards or another, but ultimately it, it, it came down to, I'm going to do it alone. You know, I want it to be genuine and from the heart. And I feel like it's going to be really, really hard to get these really hyper specific, like images and soundscapes and everything across um, you know, if I keep having to worry about if everybody's going to show up on time or, you know, if stuff like that. So when I did finally make that piece, um, I settled into even more names. And finally, once I think it became what it is now, where it's concrete, it's, um, you know, a lot more idealized. It maybe stands a little more, uh, tangibly than it did even a few days ago. Um, uh, it, it came down to, uh, even though I'm not a band, I am just a person. Um, I wanted to make it sound like there was more of a presence of a body. Um, 
it came down to I was going to encompass the, um, or even encase the musical work under the uh, title of Casket Armor. That's your name? Yeah. Cas- That'll be Casket Armor. Casket Armor, okay. Yeah, so it'll, it'll, nice. it'll all... And you can find that on Bandcamp.com, you said? Yeah, CasketArmor.Bandcamp.com. Just C-A-S-K-E-T-A-R-M-O-R dot Bandcamp.com. I'll put it in the description. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. Um, I mean, and it, it's a thing of, um, you know, it's it's maybe a nonsensical name. Uh, it holds at least enough meaning to me to slap it on, but um, it, it I feel like more than anything, um, it... it carries the weight that I'm trying to convey. And that's the weight that, um, you know, I think a lot of people feel like on their bad days or when they are in those, like, um, those quiet moments, like you said earlier. Right. Um, that's essentially, it's it's like, you know, if you needed somebody to, like, reach out to you in those moments, because you know how sometimes it's like you need your alone time, but you do almost have this, like, harboring underneath it. You're like, I wish somebody would give me a hug. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like that's oh, wait, like... No, I don't. I'm a man. Uh, no. Yeah. Wait, yeah, that's right. But... What? Um, Feelings. You crazy. But if you ever felt like that, um, it's like that's... Yeah, on that's the off chance. On the off chance <laughs> that you felt... A little bit like me, yeah. you know. You might, um, I think, find that same sort of conveyance through a name like Casket Armor or something, um, you know, where it's dramatic these... but elegant. I, 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 mean? I think it has at least enough to where it sounds like an important item from a video game. Yeah, <laughs> something you should pick up. Casket Armor for your necromancer. Yeah, yeah or so that the spikes don't kill you when you touch them. But yeah. Um, but yeah, no, man, I dig it. I was going to cut it off here, actually. We're at one hour and 30 minutes. Cool, cool. I um, mean, uh, the only other thing, you know, that I will say, honestly, is, um, you know, it, it, it has taken a lot for me to get to the point where I can, uh, and I mean, I, Sydney will tell you, uh, putting a name to it even was extremely hard. I can only the, imagine. Yeah, it really is. I can is. just go by my name and I'm happy. Right, right. <laughs> it was so hard, but... Uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's not about how hard it was. It the the, the point I was gonna say is, and I know I only like maybe kind of hit on it in the beginning, but doing uh, doing this was was maybe um, you know as as you might say like that flame. Um, but you know, like I said, it was just enough of a reach to go, hey, if if this is if this is really gonna happen like that, you know, let let me just. I guess let's see what happens if I try my best, and even if I fail, maybe it'll still come out cool and. I feel, you know, as I said in the beginning, almost like I feel better than ever. Yeah. You know, and all because you were like, hey, let's uh, let's do a podcast. <laughs> let's let's man. do a fucking podcast. Like Kim so. on to Larry Kimmel, we can do a podcast. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, nah, I, man, at the very awesome. least, I'm glad yeah. I can give you something like that. Yeah. That's I, the goal of this podcast to kind of inspire others to kind of like charge out into the world and yeah. find something they they find was worth fighting for. Yeah. Whatever I mean, whatever that might be. Yeah. I, I think. Uh, I, I think your it, call to action then is what it would be called. You know. Yeah. Or you know, it almost kind of maybe gave gave me a chance to, to look at myself um, in the light that I'm like, hey, my music is, is, is my music being my life, uh, much, much maybe like you feel like your voice might be your life. Yeah. Um, like I, you know, is, is something... It, it makes me happy. You know? Yeah, and I think it's something that, it's like if, if you've got something that helps you define your life like that, uh, it, it makes, you know, going out and living it to the fullest, I think, all the more worthwhile. And I think that is what... I'm humbled by and so thankful for is that is just this small opportunity that could change your entire life, you know, or at least change your mood around from being down in the dumps to on top of the world, you know? Yeah, no, I I couldn't agree more, man. And um, I think we should cut it off right there. I appreciate you coming on. This has been 
Cody. Cody Emery. And uh, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Turn off, damn it. <laughs>